Again, real quick, if you don't mind introducing yourself. Yeah, of course. So, hi everyone. My name is Tori. I'm currently a senior at the University of Houston, and I'm studying supply chain in MIS. I'm currently seeking a full-time job, and one thing about me, I love keeping a full plate and keeping myself very busy. Awesome. I appreciate you being here. Um, let's get into, let's get right into your sort of ability to do a lot of things. Where do you think that comes from? The desire, rather. Mm. So I remember back in high school, I always sort of regretted how my performance was. I wasn't very focused on academics and I played sports and I was involved in a lot of extracurricular activities. And so after high school, knowing that, you know, I didn't perform the greatest as I wanted to, I decided like I need to better myself. And then so it was like a certain day, it just clicked in my head like it was like a flip it was like I flipped a switch mm -hmm. and so after that day I decided I'm going to dedicate like the rest of my days to bettering myself and so now I'm super involved in many orgs or organizations and the drive it comes from within it's just it's a mindset thing I I always want to better myself so that's only possible if I dedicate every day to bettering myself yeah absolutely and um the point that you make about it being internal i think is the most important component of it because you know external drive or validation or motivation is like perishable it's fleeting and if you want to speak on how you curated that internal sort of drive for yourself obviously being dissatisfied with your performance but what were you actively doing to make sure that didn't like diminish over time Hmm. So to make sure that I was constantly, continuously improving myself, I always self-reflect and I, I don't meditate or anything, but over time, the activities that I'm involved in, I make sure, oh, I'm in, am I enjoying what I do? I ask myself, what do I want to gain from this? And then having those set objectives in my head while I'm performing a task for an organization, it, um, that continues to keep me motivated. Just reminding myself of my why. Like, why do I try so hard? I ask myself why, and then that helps me realize um, why I'm in that place, and uh, that keeps me going. So what is the why for you? The why, so... Like, what's the end goal? For... So I actually learned this from my softball coach back in high school. She always asks us, what's our why? And it only make, makes sense to do something with purpose. And I feel like in life, everything we do, it has to be with intent, with good reasoning, purpose. And my why, of course, uh, I put myself first. So myself, that's a priority, but also my family. I think that's um, my biggest why. And especially my grandma, she's... Uh, She's very inspiring, very hardworking. She, I don't know anyone that works harder than her. And my biggest why right now is her. I'm kind of getting emotional. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Um, I'm actually reading Outliers right now, and there's a chapter in which um, Malcolm Gladwell talks about the impact our culture has on our ability to succeed, to do certain things. And it's really fascinating how deeply embedded that is amongst certain cultures, as opposed to um, maybe other cultures where you're taught to grow up, be independent, do your own thing, and you kind of detach from the cultural significance or channeling that energy 
Because when you think about your ancestors or grandma or, or mother, whoever, and you realize like the sacrifices that they've made, it motivates you further. You channel that. But when you're taught to detach and kind of get your own, you don't have that source to pull from. And I think it's a really powerful source to pull from. In terms of um, work ethic, again, how much was how much of it was environmental versus how much was uh, how much of it did you cure it yourself I feel like it it was majority me not to give myself too much credit but just my environment that I was in when I was younger I didn't really have anyone to push me and so now when I grow up have a family of course I now want to um, be be able to teach my kids those lessons that I uh, was lacking and so uh, it just it was a realization to me that I I have to do all these things add a lot of pressure on for me to support my family and then uh, environmentally since I lacked that support I uh, I went I went out searching for the support from other people so that's why I relied heavily on my peers and uh, that's why I cherish my friendship so much because that's, um, yeah, I just gained so much support from them. Yeah, that's um, a beautiful part of like our current nature of existence where we can literally find support groups or create communities or be part of communities where we can get the support and, um, you know, whatever, like motivation that we lack or we lack growing up in some regard. But in terms of relationships, what what what's like your approach how do you how do you make yourself likable enough to be to to make friends with like become friends with people so most people think i have many friends and i think i know a lot of people and yes they're my friends but they're not like in my circle i have a very small circle but I do know a lot of people, and I do have great relationships with a lot of people, even though they might be just acquaintances with me. And I think what's key is that whenever I approach someone, I introduce myself confidently, and I want to get to know them. I want to listen to them and know about them. It's not just you know, listening to respond or listening to gain that connection just because I have intent. It's because I actually want to get to know them. And then who knows, down the line, they... They might be able to help me out. I might be able to help them out. And I've seen that circle around so many times, especially now that I'm older. You know, connections that I've made years ago, they're circling back. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it comes out to be very beneficial. So it's great knowing a lot of people, to be honest. So I feel like others should um, reach out. Don't be afraid to get to know people for who they are. 100%. And it's ironic approaching it from a transactional standpoint is almost counterproductive. I think when you approach it in a genuine way and you have good intent behind it, it ends up being more valuable uh, down the line, potentially. How do you personally uh, not let ego get in the way? Because what I observe um, through my interactions, I observe a lot of ego dynamics, power dynamics amongst friendships, groups, any hierarchical sort of uh, structure that you can find yourself in. And it's usually the people that don't let ego get in the way that end up succeeding so how do you personally detach ego so I'm not gonna lie when I was younger I sort of had that I I had I had a bit of ego and I used to sort of chase power Mm -hmm. and 
not in terms of like um, being better than everyone, but I just wanted to be at the top, but I didn't want to be better than everyone. But what I'm trying to say is I let my ego get in the way when I was younger, and then I realized my the friendships I was making, they they weren't, they weren't as genuine as I wanted them to be, you know, because deep down inside, I probably thought to myself, oh, like, I'm better than this person. And I, once I got rid of that, of that belief in my head, things just got so much better for me. So I learned to let that go. One person told me that they noticed I'm kind of type A, and for sure I am. But I realized after that moment when someone's, someone was honest with me, I really appreciated their honesty. And I realized I need to tone it down. I And then so after that, I started viewing everyone the same as me. And I realized ego is not the way, If you're, especially if you're trying to work in a team setting, getting to know people, you have to see them all on the same level. And so now in the organizations that I'm in, I view everyone as the same. It doesn't matter how old you are, when you started school, when you're graduating. It's just I, I really like the place that I'm at right now. And... I think it's very uh, beneficial to me that I don't have that ego anymore, like, at all. It feels very mm-hmm. freeing. No, yeah. I, I, I can relate to that. I used to be very, like, caught up in this myself. And um, while it's, I don't know how to, like, it's, it's enjoyable to be in that cycle as well mm-hmm. when you're playing the ego game because the rewards are usually higher, like, greater um, at least in your head, right? The perceived reward of, uh, let's say, being in an environment and getting validated for not only feeling superior in your head, but actually like being validated as, as being superior in some regards. And it is, you know, as everybody says, like power is uh, intoxicating or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is like that, like in terms of ego as well. But as somebody that knows a lot of people, it can be easy to get caught up in that validation cycle. So how do you, like, maintain, um, I guess, balance and, and a level head? How do I maintain balance? I'm thinking. I just try to be as true to myself as possible. I'm in many environments where I'm with a lot of friends, and uh, sometimes they give me too much attention, and then they make mm. my head big, but... I just constantly remind myself, I'm not that big. I'm, I'm actually a small human being. Like, no one knows me. So it's just I, re- I remind myself. And I know that all of my friends, seeing them, they don't, they don't think of themselves that highly. So why should I? And, I mean, everyone should value themselves, yes. But I know when I am getting too ahead of myself or getting too far and when my head is getting too big, I know. So mm. I just take it down a notch, humble myself. Here's my belief. If you don't do it, life eventually does it to you, and then it's worse. Um, I want to take it a different direction because I kind of speak on this a lot, and mm. I speak on the validation from social media, you know, likes, comments, everything like that. I observe your page. I see you have a lot of, like, support. You have a lot of people that support you in terms of engagement specifically. Um, I don't know much about your personal life, but I'd imagine it's the same. And that kind of engagement is, in my opinion, one of the 
highest metrics that we as a, as a culture society value in terms of our own self-importance. Like we, we look at the likes we get to determine how we should feel that day. Uh, uh, some people do, not everybody. And um, I've observed enough people to kind of make that statement, but it's really mature. Like it's a mature perspective that you have to detach from that and not get consumed by it. Um, and yeah, I just, I wanted to bring that up because I think it's valuable you know someone like you can detach from that and, and stay focused and do all these different things i think everybody should take some um some value from that yeah i just want to touch on um the likes and i'm super grateful i i used to want to be an influencer but not anymore <laughs> And I just want to say I'm very grateful for all of my friends' support and even acquaintances. I can say that the, all the people I follow, all the people following me, most of them, aside from the strangers and, you know, the randoms, I have, <laughs> I have met them. And I've, I've personally met them or at least talked to them on Instagram or, or over any other social media platform and we at least cross paths once and I think mm -hmm. it's very cool that I and that friend, that respective friend, like created this relationship on Instagram and it keeps everyone connected and I'm I'm very grateful that I have all these connections and I feel comfortable reaching out to any of them whenever and so I don't think I have any fans or anything. Right. Everyone I've met and I think that's very valuable. I cherish I mean um I I value that greatly. That's a really really good way of looking at it. Um and anybody that has a brand or a personal like page whatever was an influencer like if they looked at it like that um this sounds corny but like the world would be a better place if we don't you know view everything in a hierarchical way um things will be just better like it's so much better to have genuine even not even genuine necessarily just mutually um supportive connections like you support people i see you posting uh, other people's stuff all the time and it's like it's a beautiful thing to see. And I, I observe a lot of people that are kind of, uh, they kind of guard that attention, but then deploy it uh, in other sort of ways. And it's like you're guarding it because you think it's worth mo a lot, but then you deploy it in meaningless shit. And it's like, you just don't want to support people because you have whatever, famine mentality or whatever. And it's really cool. Um, I could speak on that all day. I'm trying to like, if I'm being honest, I'm trying to be like very mindful of the environment that I, I usually speak in mm -hmm. and this environment, the environment that you exist in, yeah. because I can pull some shit from all these places that mm -hmm. may just not resonate. So I'm trying to be careful. Um, let's talk about time management. You do a lot of shit. How do you manage your time? So this is, this is, this is going to sound like an interview answer, but I... I use Google Calendar and it's my best friend. Literally, I don't have a problem inputting everything hour by hour. Mm. I, I really like staying organized because I know that it's beneficial for me. It's very helpful for me since I tend to forget easily. And so I use Google Calendar like it's it's my notepad that I, I write on all the time. And so I input everything even meals sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah no, kind of intensely to. yeah or else i'll forget i might forget to eat 
it is really valuable to input everything but how do you like i guess we already spoke on this the discipline to actually follow the calendar because you could write some stuff down yeah but then you could also just hard press and move it around and be like mm, i can make i can make some room so staying like disciplined do you have a strategy behind that so i've never written the strategy in words or even said it out loud but i think it's just my the internal drive to succeed that that's how i stay disciplined i know for a fact i'm not going to reach where i want to be if i don't follow my schedule and sometimes i remove events because i don't do them and i feel sort of ashamed but no i have this thing i call it healthy procrastinating i don't know if it's a thing but i will do one task in place of another and to me that's still getting stuff done and i celebrate small wins like that and uh, also about discipline i know discipline is very um is very important as a business person sometimes you're faced with a lot of failures but you know what you still have to get up every morning work hard and i just remind myself like i have the potential to be great so i'm going to work endlessly until i get to my goal until i reach my goals and yeah what is that goal for you what is like the definition of success <laughs> that's a tough question <laughs> so i usually don't share this because everyone defines success differently but for me it's like honestly speaking right now i'm i'm 21 years old and so success to me i it's uh monetary so i want to make i want to be comfortable within my life i want to be able to provide for my family if i'm able to do that and provide and support for my friends and live comfortably that that's success to me there's nothing else that i could ask for of course great health all around but yeah do you think there's more happiness in uh, in in getting a monetary outcome or more happiness in just being free to do whatever you want being financially free yeah yeah i think i think that's where i want to be and um Do you want to like do you want to work for the rest of your life or do you eventually see yourself kind of working, you know, making money and then venturing out doing other things that allow you to have more free time with let's say your family or whatever? So, I'll be honest, I don't know if the companies recruiting will listen to this. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I want to uh oh my gosh, this sounds so bad to say, but like a lot of people, we want to escape the 9 to 5. I feel like my first job might be a 9 to 5, but I don't I don't see myself working in that job forever. I just want to gain stability first and then venture out, maybe open my own businesses, own a Dope. few. I I've always wanted to be a CEO mm-hmm. of a company and so there's just many possibilities right now at my age. At for anyone. Yeah, in the same age. Yeah, you can yeah, you can divert from your job and just open up a business. I think everyone's capable of doing that too. But yeah, just it's after It's much harder. Mhm. It's yeah. way harder to have a business and to work a job and um all the elements of entrepreneurship that look glamorous are actually like not as glamorous. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure you've heard of this like a 9 to 5 is 9 to 5, but entrepreneurship is like 24/7 or whatever mm-hmm. and 
It's really true. Like, there are no breaks. If you take a break, everything falls apart. Yeah. And, and um, there's so much that comes with that, putting together a team. So running a business necessarily maybe isn't as fun as it seems. I think the, the top, like, 10% of entrepreneurs get to enjoy a level of freedom that everybody, the, re- the remaining 90% kind of chase and, and hope for. And it's really difficult to to get to that point. Um, do, you, do you have like business background or does your family own a business or anything like that? Yeah, so both of my parents, uh, my mom not anymore, but my dad and her, they both own nail salons. And they're, sep- they're separated, but they started a nail salon salon nail salon together and then once they separated they opened up separate ones in different states so that's why I decided to be a business major it's it's only right <laughs> <laughs> they didn't push you to like do specific things or they kind of left it open yeah no for sure they wanted me to go into healthcare, but I'm just not made for that and I really like the world of business so I'm very glad that I went in this direction and I won't be stuck in a doctor's office. No no hate to any jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, no hate. Yeah, and hopefully I'm not stuck in a cubicle either. I, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> what have you observed from them that has been valuable in terms of developing your work ethic? My parents? Yeah. Uh, my dad, for one, he taught me a great lesson. He taught my sister and I to never give up and sometimes when I'm about to have a burnout or wanting to give up, I'm reminded of my why. He's also part of my why. You know, they came to the U.S. for for us so that we can become successful and then provide for them as well. And so I'm just in constant reminder of why I need to work so hard. Yeah, no, there, there's like, there are not many things that are more powerful of a source of motivation than than having parents that kind of came here and made sacrifices um and realizing that i think can push you to different levels in terms of your motivation which i clearly see you can talk about the mental health aspect and how that factors into discipline because i'm sure there are days where mentally i'm not sure if you struggle with anything but i'm sure there are days mentally as as anybody you know like goes through where you don't really feel like doing certain things and you prioritize sort of feeling happy or whatever, how do you push through those days or those instances? So I'll be completely honest. That's like every day. <laughs> I'm, I feel like everyone too. Everyone's constantly working, going to school, or even when you don't work and go to school, you can get tired very easily just from doing nothing because, you know, COVID-19 and everything, people are home and... I just want to say it's tough. It's tough getting out of bed and just going at life at full force. Like it gets it gets very tiring. And I'm not sure why. Like I've said it before that you know it's an internal drive that I have mm-hmm. within. But like I wish I could put it into better words. How how I managed to do it cuz I'll I'll wake up some days and I just I really can't get myself to go to work I don't want to attend these meetings yeah but it's also to me I have no choice I tell myself I have no choice if I'm going to escape from this I'm I'm going to be even more miserable than I am in that moment so to me there's just no other option 
that's why I'm driven. Yeah, you're like, well, I have to. Like, yeah. there's no other way. Um, do you consume any content, read books that kind of help you? Yeah, so last summer I picked up reading. I've only read a few books, though, and uh, they've been... They've, they've been very, very cool, very cool reads, and I want to read more for sure. I read a book that my mentor, his name is Norman, he also did podcasting, but for pharmacy. And nice. Yeah, what was the book called? It's by uh, the Dalai Lama. I haven't read any of his work, but I'm sure it's like, is it, is it around wisdom and stuff? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, lots of business-related wisdom books mm. that I've been reading, and... Right now, I'm just re reading a book about quotes, and it's very motivating. Like sometimes I don't understand the quotes, but if I read it over and over, I I interpret it in my own way, yeah. and then uh, I might even Google it for some help. And I really like the meaning behind these quotes, behind what the author has to say, and yeah, reading's very cool. Knowledge is power. <laughs> True. Okay. Well, hard segue because I might as well say this. Do you <laughs> Go think? Ahead. Do you think in this current, like, not generation, but the world, wh what do you think? Like, what's your perspective? Do you, uh, if you look outside of the environment that you exist in, mm -hmm. do you see maybe the influence um, on social media and, like, how it impacts kids, whether it's TikTok or YouTubers? Um, I don't, I'm not sure if you consume any of that content, but do you pay attention to, like, how it influences um, just the kids or anybody, like all of us. I've found TikTok especially informative. Really? <laughs> I've, yeah, I've learned so many things on there. I'm sure everyone else has too. But younger kids now, of course, they're exposed to tons of crazy content. Uh, teenagers you see now, they're not, they don't uh, necessarily speak or act the way we probably did when we were younger and I think that's just technology that's the after effects of technology and we're just advancing so quickly and uh, in regards to like Facebook Instagram TikTok, we see lots of content that um, maybe don't support our views and I think that's actually helpful to um, for for kids especially so that they they can view both both viewpoints and then make their own um, form their own opinions from there so I I like what social media has to put out there but sometimes it's not appropriate content <laughs> yeah um, specifically what I meant was like just the influencer culture that exists oh. of you know flexing and promoting certain things that aren't really real mm -hmm. like even with youtubers or anything there's this disconnect between reality and 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 um a false image that's created and the kids grow up idolizing these people and i'm curious to hear your perspective on this do you think these influencers or content creators or youtubers or anybody celebrities do they have a moral responsibility to be authentic and use their platform in a positive way or are they just there to entertain because hmm. i explore this a lot i yeah. think about this a lot 
and I've had conversations with like highly intelligent people mm -hmm. that profit from the influencers acting the way they do and on the other side where they're promoting you know reality like in a way mm -hmm. that yo not everybody can be a youtuber or, like mm -hmm. you know the money that these people claim to spend isn't really theirs or the clothing lines or cosmetic lines that you see these influencers create aren't really theirs like they're created by companies that actually know what to do to put the name of these people up front like just kind of thinking about it yeah so with tiktok instagram there are so many influencers that i come across all the time and i'm very supportive of them uh i wish i was profiting the way they were <laughs> but i want to say that that life that they portray they show us it's i don't i don't believe all of it so I, yeah i think uh, yes, they are entertainers. They don't have to show us their real life or anything. But the effect that it has on society, I feel like we all are trying to reach. We're trying to live the life they have, but it's not its not too um, easy to attain. It's not even real. <laughs> it really isn't real. Like, I'm trying to think of an example. Because I don't really consume that content. I almost, mm -hmm. like... I almost study it in a weird way in my free mm -hmm. time very occasionally oh. and I observe um, I say I think David Dobrik for example mm -hmm. he'll post like four minutes right yeah but that's four minutes over the course of like who knows how long mm -hmm. and people want to recreate that in their lives yeah on a regular basis and that's just not real so that's kind of what I meant mm -hmm. in terms of like does he have a moral responsibility to come out and say this is not what my life is actually like and I think that impacts the mental health of a lot of people in a positive way if somebody like that mm -hmm. says that you know because you you can chase this ideal of wanting a certain life but it's not real and then you can be miserable in the pursuit of something that's not real yeah but yeah, I, I, I get a mean. sense that you're detached from that no I see what you mean I yeah, I, I like hearing you talk, <laughs> your opinions. It is interesting to observe it, but at the same time, I get it from a productivity standpoint. It's like, who gives a fuck? It's yeah. not my responsibility. I'm focused on myself. I'm focused on my success. Mm -hmm. And I respect that as well. But I don't know. Like, for me, I'm in a different place. Like, I make content and I put stuff out, and mm -hmm. I feel somewhat of a responsibility to just share my perspective because I believe it to be threading this like almost needle or tearing through the fabric of what we consider reality yeah. um, and uh, versus what's actually reality and um, I, I don't know whenever I talk to people I, I kind of like to hear their perspective on it as well yeah uh, I don't study it but you're definitely right everything on social media is fake you know mm -hmm. even sometimes when I post I might be crying behind the screen but I'll still post something happy you know <laughs> And so others might perceive and think that I'm in a great mood, but really, no, we're just, we're behind a screen. You don't know yeah. what the other person on the other end, how their life really is. And so, yeah, I completely agree with you. Social media is fake. No, definitely. And we do judge other humans on appearances, like immediately, that's our go-to. And that is the one thing that's, super easy to manipulate and fake on online so it makes sense why 
we are so quick to categorize people based on something that's not even real. Mm-hmm. And I think having conversations like this or you even opening up about, you know, everything that you opened up about work ethic, discipline, motivation, it allows people to see behind the scenes, behind the curtain, behind the mask in a way. Not saying you're wearing one, but mm-hmm. just the mask that other people almost project onto us. So I really appreciate um, you you doing this, being here. And um, yeah, if you want to let everybody know where they can find you, anything else. Okay, you plug yeah. the nail salon. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you for having me here today. I really enjoyed speaking on this podcast. And if you guys want to follow my Instagram, it's what's up, Tori. So it's at W-S-U-P-T-O-R-I. What's up, Tori? Thank you so much once again. Thank you.